Welcome to episode 13 of the Bocce Bros Podcast, guys. We really appreciate you tuning in. This episode, we have special guest Charles Albertone, who is the current president of the Wycliffe Italian American Club up in Wycliffe, Ohio. Now, most of you have probably heard of the Wycliffe INA, especially if you're a bocce enthusiast. They host one of the best bocce tournaments in the country called the Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce. Uh, Now, one thing I did want to mention is we are going to have Charlie and maybe a few others from the Wycliffe INA back on uh, later this summer uh, to talk about the Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce and what to expect from that. So keep an eye out for that episode. Uh, If you've listened to previous episodes of our podcast before, you know all four of us here as as the Bocce Bros grew up in Italian-American clubs. I mean, you know, we'd go with our grandparents, our parents. Uh, on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly basis. There was always something going on there. It was a great way to build a community, a great way for your grandpa to slip you you know, a couple bucks for an Italian sausage sandwich. Um, but it, it's, it's always something that was special to us, and it's one of the reasons why we've wanted to stay in these Amer- Italian-American clubs um, and continue to see them prosper. So we are really excited to have Charlie on to talk about that. Uh, we get a history of the Wycliffe INA. We get an idea and understanding of you know what their culture is, their traditions, uh, a lot of the events that they throw. Uh, you know, everyone had to experience the 2020 pandemic, so we asked them, you know, how did they navigate through that? And we also touched on, you know, how do you add new members? A lot of the Italian clubs in these areas uh, are starting to see the older generation, unfortunately. Uh, dwindle down and it's important to keep these traditions and the culture alive so we asked you know what what their plans are in adding new members and and how do you go about that you know it's important that when new members are added they're aware of the like i said the traditions and culture of that club and you want to make sure they respect it so it was a really good conversation we had with him we're excited to have him on back on again as always guys please follow us on social media it's all under the, the bocce bros Um, One little special announcement I want to talk about is our first tournament that we're going to throw here July 10th at the Columbus Italian Club. It's going to be a 16-team tournament. Uh, Our fellow bocce bro, Anthony Cugini, is going to ride in the Pelotonia, so he's going to have his grandparents and family there, and they're going to be making homemade Italian meals. Uh, Throughout the day, we're going to have a DJ, uh, different events. You know, it's going to be a really good time. So, Right now, we're looking at keeping it in a Yobo-ish type format, uh, meaning you have at least one girl per team, and it's going to be a 40 and under event. Why is that? Well, we want to continue to grow the game of bocce, and the younger generation needs to uh, be introduced to that game. So whether you play bocce or not, it doesn't matter. It's not going to be a fully competitive day. It's really just you know for us to go there, have some drinks, have a good time, and enjoy learning the sport. So as always... Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll start the show. But yeah, it was it was as a newcomer, as someone who hasn't been there. I know Anthony's been a few times. It was just nice to finally get there in person and see see everything and meet a lot of the people that um, I've seen, whether it's through documentaries or just online. You obviously we've met uh, via the you know email, and it was it was cool to meet you in person. And again, that's just kind of what why we kind of started this was. Uh, you know, how great the bocce community is 
and there really wasn't a place for everyone to go to or a podcast for people to listen to or just uh, a consistent uh, presence, and we were just trying to bring that. So it was it was cool to to meet everyone um, that we haven't yet and finally get to see, you know, the Wycliffe. I've been hearing about uh, the, you know, the challenge and, and, and how awesome that tournament is, and it was just cool to finally be there in person. Yeah, it got me really excited for it. I mean, you know, unfortunately, there's a couple major tournaments that, that aren't going to happen this year, so that combined with it being the, maybe the first, well, first summer for sure in a, in a, in a couple of years, but maybe even some people's first times uh, venturing out, um, you know, we're expecting a pretty big crowd for it. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I know you mentioned kind of the, the, these different events. I mean, the grounds are perfect for, for things like that. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if you've listened to our prior, you know, podcast or you've heard us speak before, but it's a great place to do like, you know, promote that young type of bocce environment and not do something so competitive, but also show off those grounds you have because having that many courts and, you know, um, the facilities is, that's, that's just amazing. I mean, you don't, you don't find that any rarely anywhere, to be honest, in all of Ohio. Uh, yeah. I mean, completely agree. I, I mean, I know I'm biased, but, uh, we feel we have, uh, you know, some of the, some of the best grounds in the definitely Lake County up here. Um, you know, we have a, an outdoor pavilion, not only the nine bocce courts, but just a, a large gathering area that, you know, is good for entertainment as well, or, um, you know, any, you know, any, any sort of events that go on there, we're doing even a beats and eats here in a couple of weeks, uh, with food trucks and it's concerts. Uh, I don't even know if the bocce courts will be played on that, that, that night, to be honest with you. It's so, you know, the whole other half of that pavilion is also very, very functional for us as well, but but yeah, I agree. I mean, these younger guys uh, uh, at the what playing bocce now they are they are good, and I'm not one of them. <laughs> so maybe for our listeners, can you give us the history of like Wycliffe? Like, when did it start? How did it come up? Like, kind of walk us through the journey of how you got to today. Yeah. So our club was founded in uh, 1932. Uh, we didn't. We built our smaller club room. Uh, I believe it was 1948. Uh, and then we we uh, basically constructed the uh, uh, other facility on our property, which is a, pay, a party center. So we we have a, a catering company that will usually lease that out from us. And they've been doing that since 1966. Um, and then uh, the pavilions have gone up now. We used to only have, you know, two courts. Then it evolved to four, then six. Uh, then we covered uh, the first six. Then we built seven and eight. And then covered seven and eight and built nine at the same time as well. So uh, all of that's happened within the past 20 years, I'd say, um, you know, aside from the original few courts. Um, uh, and then, you know, I think the biggest thing that, that your, you know, your audience would be interested in would be that the uh, Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce tournament began in uh, the year 1983 uh, up there. So it's a, uh, Long history of that tournament uh, at our facility, and uh, we're proud to host it for sure. We've, you've had it every year except COVID. Is that, is that yeah? That's, that's that's correct. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, we we waited till the last minute, but with the amount of planning that goes into it, I think it was about uh, you know late June. We you know said we really even if even if we were able to somehow if if health orders started getting lifted, it would be. Uh, 
a skeleton of what it would normally have been. And, and it probably would have still been fine, to be honest with you. You know, people would have still been excited to come out and, again, uh, have an event to do, even if we would have been allowed, which I guess in hindsight, we, we probably wouldn't have been anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. But uh, uh, we just thought that the amount of planning that had to be done still was just, it was getting to be t- too late at that point. So, yeah, every year except then. Can you go into uh, detail a little bit about the uh, the cup? Wow, Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce. Um, we've we've mentioned it on our podcast, and we've you know shared some of it on social media. And we definitely want to have you or, or anyone at Wycliffe back prior to the tournament. That way, we can promote it. Uh, but can you kind of go in a little bit of a detail of, of what that what that is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and gladly. Uh, if- if that offers on the table, uh, come come uh, you know late July, early August. Uh, certainly, I could get our tournament director and uh, you know ambassador and you know whoever to to uh, uh, you know say a lot about the history of the of, of the Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce. But uh, ultimately, it's a '96 team um, double elimination tournament. We also have uh, 12 women teams, I believe. Uh, and teams from all over the country, and that's no joke, including Canada, which we probably are not expecting this year, again, due to some maybe travel restrictions, uh, but teams from New York, Pennsylvania, Florida, a couple years, Michigan, um, you know, just up and down basically the anybody east of the Mississippi. Um, and it's a, it's a, you know, a little different than this past weekend, you know, it's a, it's a full three day weekend Four, if you even want to come in on Thursday and kind of participate, we're going to be doing some uh, new things this year, including some skills challenges. So I think some of those things might occur even on Thursday night as well. Um, you know, but it's a three day festival. It's yeah, there's bocce going on and that's the main reason we're down there. But again, like I said, there's a whole other half of that pavilion that we're running entertainment all day, all night. Uh, there's a late crowd that sticks around and just, you know, stays for the music essentially, uh, Friday, I mean, Sunday, I'm sorry. We have, uh, what we call family day where we have jungle Terry, who's at least up here. He's a local legend, uh, Rick Smith, the magician, who's, you know, been on some of the late night shows and things like that. So, you know, again, uh, pretty, pretty heavy, uh, uh, hitters up here on, on Sunday afternoon. And, and that's a day where we usually are, you know, you see a lot more kids in the daytime, and they're they're gathered underneath that pavilion, and you know Jungle Terry's bringing out his big turtles and you know whatever. But um, and then another new thing that I think we're doing this year that I I believe they did for this tournament as well this past weekend, but is a live draw. So I have a couple of our club members who are uh, you know bocce savants, and they know all the teams and all the players, and you know have them kind of analyzing matchups like a sports center type, uh, uh, you know, show or something like that. So mm-hmm. even talk of, you know, again, maybe doing some bocce during that day too. So I'm sorry. Did I interrupt you, Chris? No, 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 no. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought I heard you say something. I'm sorry. No, I said that, I said that'd be cool with the, with the live feed. I mean, I think, um, I think the thing that we found is that community that has kind of built around bocce, even this weekend, you saw, there's a lot of just friendships that have grown through the years and people know each other and it's kind of cool. You know, it's even funny when you show up to these and you're like, wait, you're playing with that guy this week? Like people are switching up teams. <laughs> right. not, you know, they're like, yeah, we're getting ready for the Cleveland cup. Like that's what I heard like three times this week. Like, oh, we switched up because we're doing this. I'm like, oh, okay. I see you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. And ABV still won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They still won. <laughs> um, Very good. But yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I honestly don't play in any other tournaments. Um, 
I, I don't I don't believe I'm good enough, but I play with my dad, so that's just fun for me to uh, be on the same team with him and and you know spend that weekend with him. Uh, he's also a club member too, so just you know we we try to you know we we take we'd like to win. Don't get me wrong, but uh, we also enjoy ourselves uh, very much that weekend. So right, nice to look back after all the work and 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 then enjoy a little bit of it too. So I have a question about when you guys added the courts. Yep. Our uh, in our Columbus Italian club, there's a few guys that will say, "Oh, these guys are trying to make it a bocce club," which isn't necessarily the case. We just know bocce brings people there, and it's just a fun game for us to play while we're all hanging out. Did you guys experience a lot of pushback when you wanted to add? I mean, you have nine courts, correct? Yeah, nine now. Yeah. When you wanted to add add nine courts. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, it, it was similar but maybe a little different dynamic um i think i think the sell for the pavilion and additional courts was uh kind of easy because you know truth be told I, I don't think it's a big secret uh that's a pretty big money maker for us that weekend um so if it rained that's a pretty big problem um so to justify being able to hold that tournament um, and then grow the tournament with additional courts, which meant, yeah, you eventually needed to do an additional pavilion. Um, you know, again, not an easy pill to swallow, but, but I believe it was an easier sell than yes, similar to what you're experiencing. There has been a lot of, uh, recent pushback on, you know, I don't know, name something else, maybe having some of these too many of these tournaments or, 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 you know, utilizing our, our, our grounds for leagues in the summertime, um, which I also play, I play in one league on a, a Thursday night down there. You know, there are some people that think maybe we shouldn't be doing that because then we are starting to become a bocce club at that point. So, uh, you know, I could see both sides. I try to, you know, as the president, I try to, uh, you know, hear both sides and, and, and kind of pick a middle ground. I mean, you know, there, you can have bocce leagues and as long as you're kind of sprinkling in some other events, um, I know I've mentioned um, the beats and eats already, but you know we do we do a wine tasting, we do uh, clam bakes, we do holiday parties. You know we're, we're trying to do other things for our club members that you know. So while yes, bocce is part of our dynamic, um, you know other things hopefully are too, especially Italian culture and things like that. So I know you, you said you know that no surprise, it's a big money maker. And with COVID shutting you down last year, what did your club do to kind of work around that? Or what ideas did you guys come come up with to kind of just help, you know, bring in money throughout the year? Yeah, so um, the, the not having the tournament obviously hurt uh, uh, pretty big. And, uh, you know, the, the tournament itself, you know, yeah, we, we make money on, on the, that weekend, but it's, it's also the sponsorships is really where it is. So, you know, it wasn't even, you know, the fact that you could or couldn't have a tournament, it was all these companies were in such, you know, peril and, and, and in an unknown state as well that, you know, it really wasn't going to matter again, even if we did throw together a tournament, I, you know, I, I wonder what our sponsorship would have been. And, and then, you know, the, the, the weekend becomes less uh, profitable, obviously, at that point. But not only that, um, we have just, I mentioned the party center earlier, we just obtained a new caterer. It's a, it's a family, a club family. 
Um, but they just began operations in 2018. So if you can imagine uh, a new business, especially a party center, people don't plan weddings and then do them next weekend. So you you open up a party center in 2018, you don't even have a your first real event probably until 2019, right? And then he started getting his feet under uh, himself and being really successful. And then uh, uh, COVID hit. And now they're not delaying weddings a week or a month. They're delaying them a year or canceling them or downsizing them or, you know, bringing them outside. You know, one little I, I, I digress a little bit, but one of his advantages is that when he does have usage of our grounds, if they're available, he can he can have a party over there. So he was able to maybe save some of those weddings and, and, and use the outside facility, um, for that. But, uh, again, I'm, I'm so that hurt and, you know, to help him out, we kind of, um, you know, deferred rent a little bit, uh, for, for that year too. So they're our second biggest money maker. <laughs> um, so yeah, things were not great on, uh, you know, in a good way, you know, we took over, uh, my, when I took over as president in tw- uh, 2018, the board and, and myself, inherited a pretty nice, um, uh, checking account. Uh, so when we got a new party center, I mean, a new party uh, caterer, we had to renovate the party center. So those funds got depleted. Um, we rebuilt them and we were on a, in my opinion, a coast mode. We had, we had done all the major renovations we needed to do. We had secured a caterer. We had just done a, a really successful Cleveland challenge cup of bocce in, uh, in 2018, and, uh, or 2019, I'm sorry. So we were really excited about the momentum and, uh, yeah, then, like I said, uh, COVID hit. So my, my first thing that I really wanted to do when it hit, not knowing how long it was going to be was, uh, you know, again, try to try to support our caterer. They, they normally provide the uh, monthly meeting meals for us and all that. So I knew we couldn't meet inside and it was cold still. Uh, so I had a drive-by meeting where people would drive by the caterer, the, the front of the catering company, we'd deliver them food. They can ask me any questions. I would almost like send out like electronic minutes or an, an agenda, like, like you guys know about, <laughs> <laughs> but it would look something like that. And, uh, um, you know, if they had a question, we'd answer them, but ultimately it was really just a way to see everybody still, some members, maybe, I don't know, maybe some members count on that meal on Tuesdays uh, once a month. So give them a meal. And then, like I said, also support our, our caterer. So I wanted to continue to do business. I didn't want to come out of whenever that time period was going to be uh, having to play catch up. So, you know, I didn't want to delay or cancel meetings as 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 limited as attendance as we might have been getting, uh, especially those first couple months. Um but, you know, we, you know, toward the end of the year, we had elections, we have bylaws, we have this, you know, all the, all these decisions that we need to make. So again, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to cancel them. I, I, I counted everybody as attended for this, you know, past year, year and a half almost at this point. So you weren't getting penalized by not coming. I wasn't trying to, you know, pressure anybody to come in, in the meeting. Uh, when the weather got nice, it, it just so turned out that our Tuesday league uh, didn't return last year. So we, we used Tuesday, our Tuesday's meetings outside. We held them in the pavilion. So people were able to distant. Uh, we still ate. Um, and, you know, the bocce leagues had started by then. We, they, were, they were smaller than they've been. And, and uh, there were some regulations or, or whatever that each commissioner put on them. But, um, uh, you know, we, we did have the league. So that, that got us a little bit of income. 
Um, and then, you know, later in the summer, a lot of people, you know, before the major, major peak hit or whatever that was in, in November, people started getting a little more comfortable being out but they didn't, or, and having a party, but they didn't want to be inside. So our grounds, while they are always normally, you know, booked Friday, Saturday, Sunday, pretty much from May to October anyway, we saw a real influx on, on uh, you know, later rentals, you know, October uh, in early November, people using the inside of the club room if we had to. Um, again, not an ideal situation by no stretch of the imagination. Uh, was it was it a, a banner year financially for us? But I do feel happy with the fact that we were able to sustain uh, uh, our losses uh, or minimize, I should say, minimize our losses. You know, we, we minimized expenses wherever we could, um, but we still kind of kept that club uh, atmosphere going too at the same time. So sorry about that rant. <laughs> no, it's, it's a lot. I get it. So I, I'm on, we have a, a board at our Italian clubs. We have your president, vice president, uh, secretary, sergeant of arms, and then uh, a few uh, other members that are chosen by the president. So we're all working together. We obviously similar scenario. We had to work through that crisis and figure out how we can, you know, get through it. Who are you working with? Do you have a board there that you're working with, or can you kind of explain, um, you know, how how the Wycliffe is ran and and terms and all that? Yeah. Uh, so uh, the executive uh, uh, board is the president, uh, which is myself since 2018 a vice president, a treasurer, and a secretary. And then um, we also, on the on our executive committee then at that point, are four trustees. Um, and one of those trustees is a uh, the, technically a financial secretary. So, um, you know, one of the things that I've really been trying to do when I took over, um, and, you know, it's just a different way of doing things, no, no, uh, you know, no, nothing bad about the previous regime or anything like that. But, um, you know, I wanted to kind of push things down, delegate more to the committees, um, you know, let them make their own decisions, um, have succession planning, uh, in place, um, you know, and really just be more sustainable. You know, if, if, if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, uh, people can, 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 you know, find my electronic folder on the INA and then they'd be able to, you know, hit the ground running, no, you know, no problem. So, um, and I'm happy with that. You know, I don't take any, uh, I, I don't lose any pride by, by saying that somebody else can do my job uh, easily. Um, I, I actually take pride in that. I, it, I think I'm a pretty organized person and, uh, you know, Trust me, the Cleveland Challenge Cup Abachi weekend, I, I'm the last one to say I'm the president down there. You know, I don't want to take it. That's not me. No, no, no. Not that guy out on the dance floor uh, making an idiot of himself. No, so that's uh, it's not me. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, so I, I really I wanted it to be, uh, you know, less responsibility for the president as opposed to, uh, you know, how much uh, the past presidents had done and, and no fault of their own. I mean, I they inherited it as, you know, uh, uh, they they went from probably being the, the the vice president, and they had this this many you know this this and this role, and then they became the president, and then they just kind of did them all, and then they were the president for sixteen years for one guy, and eight years for the the guy right before me. So you know, I'm the third third president in twenty five years. That's that's crazy, kind of crazy uh, yeah. for me to think about like that. But uh, you know, I was on the board with both of them, um, so. You know, I kind of had a vision. I had a, a way that 
I thought uh, I I could take their momentum and 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 keep going, you know, with it, but but maybe in a slightly different uh, from a different direction, I guess you would say. But ultimately, the same same uh, same path or same direction, different path. What's your like? What what is your vision? So like, let's say you had perfect world here, all the cash in the world at the club. <laughs> what do you what do you want it to be? What what do you foresee it to become as we look forward? Yeah, I mean, you know, so one of the debates in the club too is is our our rentals. You know, do we rent out the grounds or do we have it to be more of a just a uh, a total club benefit um, you know facility for us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that, I mean, my vision, if we didn't have to worry about the money from, from that we receive from rentals, then absolutely. I can envision that being, a uh, you know, an, an open, uh, uh, facility all the time. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not that right now, you know, where, where it's maybe you got a couple of cooks in there all the time. You got a, a bartender and, and you got, you know, some people always out back playing bocce. And, uh, I mean, that, that to me would be That'd be cool. That'd be How really do cool. rentals work today? Are they are they non-members that can rent it, or is it only members? Yeah, so members get first dibs on the date they get it. They we can rent up to a year in advance, okay. and they get it at a discount. But they don't. Uh, you know that doesn't mean anything. If there's there there are a lot of non-member rentals, and then the only thing that we require for that is that a member needs to be present. So whether that means they're on the invite list, or you have to pay a couple bucks an hour to have an agent uh there that that's it's a liability thing for us and, and also just a, a safety thing for us too so uh but yeah so there's a lot of non-member rentals that down there too absolutely so nowadays a lot of italian clubs are experiencing uh lack of interest pot, not, i wouldn't say lack of interest but uh their their members are member numbers are dwindling down you know and this topic has been brought up several times on our podcast and there's some clubs that are doing well. There's others that are, you know, they're trying to figure it out. Uh, how is Wycliffe doing? And, you know, what are you guys looking or what, I guess, what ideas are you trying to, I guess, um, you know, push through to continue to grow, you know, your membership? Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about that the other day. We, our bylaws were probably written in the late seventies, early eighties uh, by, by, you know, lawyers, uh, that were in the club. And, uh, back then Wycliffe was still a very prominent, uh, Wycliffe, a town. And, and, uh, it was up until, you know, even 10, 15 years ago. Um, the, the, the issue though is, is our membership requirements because we didn't want anybody else outside of Wycliffe, at least at the time, uh, joining were that you had to be a resident of Wycliffe. Uh, actually, my dad, uh, when he joined, he wasn't even able to join as a w- Italian who resided in Wycliffe unless he had a father-in-law or father who was a member. So oh, wow. eventually, you got to start loosening this up because there's not very many Italians being born in Wycliffe anymore. Um, so you know, we've we've we opened that up recently to allow uh, non-Italians who are married to Wycliffe Italians. And then Italians who don't live in the city of Wycliffe. And then we've uh, further recognized that, uh, again, using the Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce, uh, we previously used to only initiate 
uh, once a year in January. That would be like the elections, that would be nominations, and that would be bylaws, and that would be um, uh, new membership, almost all in the same, you know, two-month span of voting and things like that. And, uh, you know, which would mean, okay, if you, if you need to get approved by the membership first and you need to get approved by the board before that, that means you start having uh, these interviews in October. Well, in, in August, we're getting a lot of interest. And then we say, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll call you in August. And they look at us like, okay, like, you know, so, um, you know, again, very recently we've allowed now uh, any t uh, in initiation any time of the year. Uh, so we're, we're getting actually, we've got a few new members this, this year in the untraditional method of, you know, just being January, I guess you would say. So I think we had one or two in, in February, a couple in March. Um, and that, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but I guess if that sustains over the year and then we also build on, on August, you know, that could turn into, uh, you know, 15, 20 people a year. And, and to be, to be frank with you for us, that is, that's good growth, um, um, that's, you know, as long as it's the right growth and not just young, I don't, I mean, I think we want older members too, but, uh, the, the young ones are obviously the ones that that'll be carrying the torch. So that's, that's what we want to promote as well and instill in them. Mm -hmm. But, uh, um, yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, we recognize it, but I think there's a, you know, we want to control how big we get. We actually have a bylaw, if I'm not mistaken, that, that will cap our membership at a, a little bit I don't, I don't even know the number, but it's in the two hundreds, I would say. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we just have a belief that sometimes maybe you get too big and, uh, you know, when you stop, no, you, you don't know everybody who's in the meeting with you. It's kind of, that's also a problem, but not having enough people is a problem either. So what, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think, and I think, uh, we touched on it when we saw you this past weekend, but in Columbus, there's two prominent clubs uh, that are Italian and one is a pretty much men's only have to be Italian, um, kind of more traditional, like club bar and bocce league is like just only members only. And then the other club is still men's only, but bocce leagues are family oriented kids, wives, girlfriends, like anyone who wants to come off the street can play. Um, and it's interesting to see the two dynamics because it's a good balance, right? Like you're saying, it's like, you want to become too big, but you lose a lot of that tradition because then it just becomes more of a, I just want to drink and play botch and not really carry a lot of that stuff. But then you go to the other club and, you know, you got your prosciutto and your cheese and you're doing the wine dinners and the tape. Like it's, it's so interesting to see how they both operate. And, and it's like, you, you yearn for a little, both of them, but where do you really want to be right. at the end of the day? No, it's, it, that's exactly right. Um, you know, we have, there's some members that would wish wish we would bring in a you know a, 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 a an Italian uh, a teacher for, for for language you know it's like you know but then there's probably uh, younger people uh, you know I don't, why would I, why would yeah. yeah I don't yeah I don't care I mean so um, yeah it's it, it's it's crazy though that you know the dynamic in in these clubs for sure. We do have I, I was going to mention though you you mentioned uh, all men's and and we are all men's. Um, we do have, uh, you know, some membership requirements to be in in some of the leagues that we have uh, for uh, in the summer at night um, for Bocce. But we do have a ladies auxiliary there. We don't you know, they're not governed by us. But if they're uh, if they're a daughter or a, a wife or. Uh, 
And I don't, I don't know, maybe, I don't I don't know all the requirements to be honest with you of how to be in there, but uh, my wife is in it. My mother's in it. Uh, but they have a ladies, we have a ladies auxiliary who, I mean, they are huge helps with us at the tournament. They help scholarship uh, immensely with helping cook food or helping, you know, they'll be uh, taking admission at the door for the, uh, uh, the, that beats and eats tournament I was talking about, or that uh, concert I was talking about. Um, you know, we actually have to have an admission uh, place for that because we char we charge entry there as opposed to the Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce. Um, but I mean, they're they're huge helps to us, and they they uh, you know they get involved in the the couples leagues on on Wednesday and things like that, and they marched with us on 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 uh, Monday at the Memorial Day parade. So it was really good times, and and they they're a really good asset for us too. So I, I have a little thought, but I want you to explain the beats and eats real quick because yeah. I don't I think you've said it, but I, I want to piggyback on something because I know where my mind goes with this. So go ahead, shoot the beats and eats. Right, no problem. Um, so it was uh, it started by our color, our scholarship committee a few years ago, and and prior to that, you know, they were they were trying to do the old typical, you know, uh, what reverse raffles. Um, you know, in the party center, which, you know, they, they, they were fun for the time, but they wore, you know, I think they ran their course admit, admittedly. Uh, so he came up with this idea to um, uh, have the, the, I think it was at the first year, it was three food trucks and two or three bands and, and they were local, you know, local cult hero bands. Um, uh, Tricky Dick is one of them. Um, Spasmatics is another that's coming this year. Um, you know, again, just local legends essentially in the bar scene around here. So, um, uh, we, we did it and you know, we didn't, we, we bought enough, uh, alcohol for 500 people thinking, well, the tournament's in a couple of weeks anyway. So if we have anything left over, you know, it'll get used. It's not going to go to waste. We, every giant Eagle in a 25 mile radius was out of Bud Light and, white claw and wine and everything because we, the, we were watching people. If you could, if you remember our driveway, when you were there this weekend, we were just watching people walk down the hill or drive down the hill in droves. It was like, there was over a thousand people that came to it that first year alone. Wow. Um, it was like perfect weather. And I mean, scholarship, our scholarship fund uh, did very, very well that day. So, that's awesome. um, so yeah, that's what it is. Essentially. It's just a bunch of food and a bunch of music. <laughs> Can you and just, what what's the what's the average age typically? I mean, is it is it range from younger, older, all over? I, I mean, I I don't know. I'm getting to the point where I don't know what you call me. I don't know what's <laughs> 42. You know, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think it's it's well attended by all ages, but I would say dominantly less than 50 for sure, probably. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned and, it's. And, sorry, on, I was I was going to touch on the scholarship. Uh, so can you kind of touch on the scholarship that you, you're talking about and, and who's eligible and what that's for? Yeah. Um, so the, the eligibility requirements are um, that you do not have to be Italian. Um, <clears throat> the, we just sponsor the, the award. But traditionally, though, it does go to, you know, as a student, I guess you'd take any any scholarship you could get probably if you if you apply for it and do the work for it. But you know, how many people are really applying for an Italian uh, American scholarship if they don't have at least some type of connection to uh, our club, our community, um, you know, things like that. So it's it's typically an Italian uh, uh, from the city of Wycliffe who went to Wycliffe High School. But again, that's not that's probably only 50 percent of them, if not more, if not less. Um, 
uh, it, there's no uh, gender requirement, uh, male and women, men and female uh, get it. Um, and we, you know, offer, I think we've asked them to write an essay, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, pretty, pretty uh, 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 fair, I guess you would say. And, uh, you know, it's a nice little scholarship. I, I got it when I was going to school. I mean, even if it just bought some books, it's uh, better than nothing, right? Yeah, 100%. We, we do something similar. And I ask that just because we're, like you said, the reverse raffles, they're great, but sometimes they die down, especially like right now. We're like trying to figure out a new way to raise money. And um, one thing we just passed was, and it's not we just passed it, it's kind of been uh, the norm at the CIC is if you're a member and your ch child or, or grandchild is going to graduate, if they meet the requirements, then they're, they automatically get you know, a certain amount. Is that something similar for you guys or, or no? In a nutshell, I, I mean, I do believe we still have, have the requirement of, you know, having that do, right. to do an essay or, or something. Uh, again, I, maybe it's even community service or I, I, I apologize. I honestly don't know what the requirement is, but um, there, there is some type of, of effort in it, in it that uh, we require, even if you are a legacy. Right. Right. Nice. Let's go back to that beat to eat. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so I, I think, because I, I think it's it's interesting because I, I really like, you guys are using the grounds that you have to really promote, you know, probably not just your club, but you're, you're bringing in money, you're, you're bringing awareness to the Italian American community. And that's something that we kind of cover a lot is like, what are other things we can do outside of Bocce or outside of, you know, just the standard things to kind of just continue to bring people to the club? I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. Well, the other thing that went really well last year for us, um, and I know Carm uh, Marinucci isn't on tonight, was what we called the Yobo, which was a tournament that we said was 40 and under, and you at least had one girl, and it was really a non-competitive bocce tournament just to mm -hmm. get people aware of the game and see how much fun it is. So my mind kind of turned on there. I was like, maybe one year we could do a little like mix here and we could come help run a little, we'll call it uh, Wobo, go be the Wickliffe, <laughs> watch your awareness um, with the beats and eats because you guys have the grounds, but it's, it's really, it's not about that competitiveness, like the Cleveland cup. It's like bringing that people that just have never played, but have always wanted to experience it um, to, to the, to the, to the ground. So I, I don't know, Chris, if you want to add anything to that. No, I mean, we, so uh, that's kind of been our thing in a nutshell. We are trying to figure out ways to, one, we want to have the competitive spirit of bocce. That's, that's number one. That's what makes us excited. You saw us this week, even though we lost, you know, we had fun. We, we don't just leave. We have our cooler there, our homemade wine, everything. We were really excited to be there. And that brings me to the second point is, yeah, we like to be competitive, but we also like to have fun there. And so we want to try and figure out a way to mix the two as well as introduce the game to the younger generation. And our fellow uh, bocce bro, Carmen Marinucci, who you haven't met yet, uh, he started uh, the Yobo in Youngstown at the MVR. And uh, we're on year three right now. And it really is just a, a really, you have to have at least one girl per team. Uh, it starts around eight or nine. The atmosphere and energy is just very vibrant and everyone's just there to have a good time. You know, it's not too serious. 
you know, we had Anthony Capogreco and Dennis there who are two of the best bocce players in the area and take the game very seriously. And they were there and, you know, had a good time, probably because they won with two two girls. And they, I think they were the only... But they, but they really missed the fun because they were still <laughs> playing while we were all having fun with other Exactly, sports. yeah. But, you know, even those guys who are very into competitive leagues had a great time there, I'm sure. So we're, we're hoping to spread that to Columbus, which we're doing at July 10th, and then eventually in Cleveland, which we can talk on the side if, if to see if there's an opportunity with you guys. But we know, haven't really thought of a venue of where it could be yet. Yeah. Um, but I'll be able to send you some YouTube videos of kind of our day in Youngstown. That way you can see what it's like and, and how, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, I think you guys would be uh, great on our scholarship committee because uh, the other event that they do um, is, um, well, they do, like I, said, I mentioned the wine tasting, they do the Beats and Eats, and then in the fall, we do um, Glow in the Dark Bocce, which mm. is very, very similar to what you're talking about is, you know, there's not too many serious people that come out and play. Um, you know, it's co-ed it's, I mean, I played with my parents and my wife in, in it one year. So that'll tell you how, how not competitive we were being with it. And, and everybody else was, you know, similar, uh, um, you know, a mix of, of skill. Um, so it was, it, that was, that's just fun. I mean, and it's, it's legitimately what it, it sounds like. It's like glow bowling, right? I mean, you have lit up balls, they're, you know, fluorescent and, um, you know, there's, there's music playing, there's a bar open and it's, it's that event. It's, it sounds just like that. Oh, that's great. I love, I haven't even heard of that before glow in the dark. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So yeah, I think up. I'd have to get the date and we, we could talk about it more on the next one if we have one, but uh, yeah, I think it's definitely in October if I'm not mistaken, but uh, I'll have that date for you guys too, but yes. yeah, great time. But you know, you were mentioning the fun and, 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 you know, I've, I've seen, it doesn't happen often, but I've seen ABB lose. And as that, as an example, and, you know, I mean, yeah, they're maybe upset walking off the court, but they stick around, they have fun. They, you know, they mingle and interact with everybody. So, I mean, I, I you know, I kind of, almost, I almost appreciate that more. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can appreciate seeing them win so much more when knowing that they, you know, aren't, aren't poor losers and they're still just out there having fun and, and, you know, whatever. So. Yeah, it doesn't happen often to them, but uh. <laughs> right, right. I would say most of the bocce communities like that, where they just, Absolutely. you know, yeah, they're probably upset, but they still hang out and enjoy the atmosphere. It's, I mean, if you're gonna spend your whole day there, you might as well have a good time while you do it. Absolutely, or a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. For us, it's yeah, it's the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're doing uh, one of the things we're offering this year, and and. Uh, you know, uh, truth be told, it uh, yeah, sure it makes a couple bucks, but it also alleviates a little liability. Is to allow people to uh, pay for some lawn access and maybe put up their own tent and and uh, you know have that area for them for themselves for the whole weekend. I mean, I'm thinking about buying one. It's like, you know, I I don't I don't want you know I don't get nor do I want uh, special privileges or anything. I want I want one of those tents to be able to just chill all weekend and um, you know have a place to go sit down and relax for for maybe two minutes. And if nobody knows I'm over there, maybe it becomes five minutes, but right. uh, uh, you know what I mean? For that whole weekend. So that, uh, and then I can, you know, you know, just host and my, you know, my family could come down there and relax with me too. So that, you know, that'd be, it, it, it's an, it's an advantage that I might probably take advantage of. That's smart. 
Yeah, definitely. We've been to tournaments where they've had that, where they say bring your own tent. You're able to set up kind of your spot, make it com- as comfortable as you want, because it, it is a long day. It's a long weekend, especially yeah. if you're the, the president of it, you know, to be able to kind of get away for a little bit, I'm sure is nice. But <laughs> one thing I wanted to mention uh, was the documentary. I know I, I brought it up early on, uh, but the Breaking Balls documentary, um, do you, did you have any involvement in that? Do you know how that came about? Because I thought it was shot really well. You know, you think, oh, it's a bocce documentary. It's probably done on, like, a flip phone. And um, it, it was a true documentary. It was shot really well. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we, we actually uh, were clearly we're, we're one of the clubs that are featured in it. And uh, uh, we we did a couple screenings at our, our party center for it and even went down in a bus and uh, watched the, the screening uh, um, uh down in Coventry and all that. So, you know, that was a, um, a, a really good movie that, that depicted our documentary that really depicted our club and other clubs in the area, in a in a, in a really good light. Some of the players in the area that was before my time. Uh, uh, that was Gino Latessa, who's our current club ambassador. He was one of the presidents. He was the 16 year president. So just, you know, immensely respected individual uh, throughout the Italian community, especially in, in Northeast Ohio. And uh, when when the director came uh, seeking seeking a location and and uh, you know a group of people to talk to, I'm I'm sure Gino was top of his list. And uh, I don't know this to be fact, but I would assume that that's pretty much how it came about. And then you know the guy probably st- the director uh, you know uh, observed and and sat around and watched how um, you know the, the, some gentlemen at the time who who unfortunately are no longer with us, but how they how they would daily groom the courts and not only you know we keep talking about fun it, yeah it was work it was a lot of work but trust me those, those guys wouldn't have been doing it if they didn't enjoy being around each other and and uh you know while one was having a hose and the other one was having a broom uh you know they probably had some cigars and wine in their mouth too so you know right. i'm sure it was uh it was it was fun so that was uh probably what the director john Dolores, uh uh recognized and uh, again i don't know this to be fact but that's that's probably what I'm guessing he saw. And that's why, uh, you know, it, it, it came about. And if you ask me. Yeah. The, uh, the, the grounds, is there someone that's like assigned to just maintain them or how do you guys do that? Yeah. We, we, we hire out the like snow removal and, and uh, grass cutting, but then what we'll do is as a club, we'll do a spring and a fall cleanup. So in the spring cleanup, we're trimming bushes, we're raking, we're mulching, we're planting flowers, um, you know, uh, power washing the piazza with the brick. How, how, how many acres you guys got there? Oh, I mean, you know, at least, I, I, I couldn't even guess. I mean, over 10 for sure, yeah, I would say. At least, at least 10 acres you got. Yeah, um, but... You know, not all of it's obviously grass and not all of it is our grounds that we have to maintain, but, but yeah, it's, it's certainly significant. Um, you know, we had a, 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 a spring cleanup this past year that, I mean, then the weather was beautiful too. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure that helped, but we had over 25, 30 guys. Well, that was one of the biggest spring cleanups I can remember in a long time. Um, you know, so I thought we, we had some really good momentum there. And again, you know, I'll use the F word again, fun, you know, it's, um, yeah, we, we were, we were working, but we were enjoying each other's company and sipping some coffee and eating some donuts and things like that. And, you know, um, 
you know, had I known that that attendance would have been as, as it was, I would have provided even more for, for, you know, the guys. So, you know, make it a luncheon and things like that. So. So if there's one thing you want people to know about the Wycliffe Italian American club, kind of sum it up in a sentence for us. What, 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 what is it? How, how do you explain it? Uh, what do you share? In a sentence. <laughs> one sentence. Can I prelude it or no? You, you, you can say more than a sentence. A sentence is difficult. No, a couple sentences. No, I, I, I'll answer in a sentence and then I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate. How about that? Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, uh, you know, for me, the Wycliffe Italian American club is, is family. It, it it's, that's what it is. And it's legitimately family and it's figuratively, uh, uh, family as well. So it's, um, one of the things that I've been, uh, talking about a lot at meetings is, uh, benefits of membership and, and, you know, sure i can i can i can list hard benefits that we get right you know the scholarship uh the discounted rentals the the meals at the meetings of you know uh, whatever i could i you, there's quantifiable things but i really started a, a section at, at meeting toward the end of it where i asked a, a person or two and, and i started with you know why why did you become a member and why do you remain a member right and my point of it really was to try to hear these soft reasons um, you know, family, that's not a quantitative, that's, that's not, I can't quantify that. I can't sell that. Um, why do I think that that's family, right? You know, uh, has this club given me leadership opportunities? Clearly it's, it, you know, it's done that. Um, uh, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of soft benefits that we get. So I just feel like I've been trying to hear everybody else's and it's been very good for the older members to realize, oh, wow, we used to do some of these things. Why don't we do those anymore? Uh, case in point, this Memorial Day parade, we, we again, we had a huge uh, turnout for it, over 40 people, uh, including um, some of the ladies auxiliary and our, and our children. Um, and while we were in it, you, you, everybody's, you know, we're shaking hands, but everybody's going, oh my God, you know, and I'm not even, I'm not even being exact, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, oh my God, Wycliffe's back in the parade, Wycliffe INA is back in the parade. You know, it's, I don't know, I don't even know why we left. I didn't realize we were such a fixture in it when we, we uh, left, but uh um, that's that's an honor for me, and 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 it, and people should take pride in that. And I think that the thing that was coolest about that is a guy who just got initiated in in uh, a young a young guy who got initiated in January. Um, you know, we were talking about talking about spearheading uh, the Memorial Day parade and rejuvenating it. Everybody thought it was a good idea, and I'm looking around the room. I'm going, guys, <laughs> I understand we all we all want to do this. Now, who's going to do it? And this guy stepped up and. I mean, he had it organized. We were coordinated. We had, we knew what to wear, where to walk, where to go. Um, I mean, that was that was really cool. So, um, I answered the question and uh, uh, went a little further, but I still swear I, I did a one sentence at first. <laughs> Great answer. Great answer. <laughs> it, it, to touch on what you said, though, you know, a younger guy or a newer guy stepped up. That's so important because you know, as the president or as the board, you could only do so much especially because you have your family, you know, your personal life, work life, all that. So when you do have these guys step up, that's, it's such a big um, help because it alleviates, obviously, a lot of the work that you have to do or the board has to do, but it also uh, just provides more opportunity for other members to witness, you know, the, uh, someone else stepping up and seeing such a great response from it. You know, and, and hopefully that can continue to trickle down into other members and, and 
you know, that's just really what you want from a club. You want it to be a collective group working towards, you know, that family atmosphere, growing the Italian heritage and, and continuing to uh, move forward with the traditions that were set before everyone. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, um, I think change is good. I think getting people in, um, you know, as as a spearheader of an event, then maybe a committee chair, then maybe on the board, and then maybe into the executive committee. I mean, I think that's the natural transition. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, sustainability, um, uh, succession planning, things like that. Uh, you know, I, I, I like to look at our it's not, it's not in our bylaws that are defined like this, but I like to look at our financial secretary as the treasurer in waiting. You know, they're the, they're, they're kind of learning the books. They're, they're understanding how the money's transferring hands and, and, and what to do with it and all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a natural progression. It doesn't mean that it's an automatic, but uh, to me, that's a, a perfect succession plan, like uh, path. Yeah. 100%. Um, you know, I'm, people keep asking me, I'm done after this year. And, and it's not because I didn't love being the president or I don't want to be the president anymore. Uh, to me, change is good. Um, the bylaws say two, two year terms for me. Um, the past gentlemen, uh, nobody ran against them. Um, uh, so they, they were able to remain on as, as is. Um, but, but as, as great of a, a, a tenure that they, I think that they had, Again, I, my the way I, that I my vision that I was talking about earlier with sustainability that would almost go against it. So, you know, I want somebody else to step up, and I'm not going nowhere. I mean, I, you know, I'll help. I'll I'll be on the board. I'm you know vice president maybe. You know, next year I, that's where I was before president. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't we don't have that requirement that you have to be, but just again, it's kind of a natural succession uh, into it. Um, you know, and, and we'll see what happens, you know, in the future. Uh, you know, maybe there's another term down there or, or, or maybe there's not. Uh, well, I, I'm pretty happy with what we did. Not everything was a, a slam dunk, um, but we navigated it together and everything was with the best intentions of the club. And we, we've found a new caterer. We did a lot of large hall renovations. We had to find a new sponsor for our, our tournament. We, I mean, there was a lot of stuff we, we had to navigate COVID, uh, you know, again, not, not patting us on the back. And it's, it's certainly not me. It's, it's, it's everybody uh, walking with me, but uh, um, you know, that, that kind of stuff um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm proud of and And those are the challenges. It's, it's, it's funny. It's the, 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 the big stuff was the easy stuff. Um, you know, cause I can, I could put my hands around it and have a plan on it. You know, the stuff about, uh, you know, and this just kind of saying tongue in cheek, but you know, sometimes I get phone calls about, you know, the vacuum cleaners not working. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do about that. <laughs> um, you know, so to me, like that, that's gonna that that was the that was the unforeseen challenge uh, yeah. of the of the role is to, uh, you know, all the minutia that that you people think you want to be involved with or, or maybe you do need to be involved with it. I don't know. But uh, again, I tried to kind of let my committees do those things and uh, they've been doing a great job with it. Yeah. So one thing we like to finish our podcast uh, up with, is, and you might know, you might not, but your favorite bocce moment. Mm -hmm. I, I know you said you're not a typically a, an avid bocce player currently, but I know you've played a bunch, like you said. So do you have one for us by chance? I uh, yeah, I do. Um, and it was not at the um, Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce, uh, although that would be my second favorite moment. But my my favorite moment was in our, our league. 
a couple of years ago, you know, we were pretty good in our league. We're, we're above average. There's 22 teams in our league. We finished in the top 10. We finished in the top five uh, a couple of years. And, and actually even two years ago, we were, uh, I think, tied for first or we might have lost first place on the last week. Um, but uh, anyway, one year when we weren't, um, you know, a top top five team, maybe we were number 10 at the end of the regular season. We went into the tournament and we were I mean, we were on fire. I don't even know what it was. We were, we were, you know, we might've had a, a lower seated team our first round, but then the second round, we were definitely the underdogs. I mean, we might've won 13 to two. And then, you know, the next round again, similar, you know, we, we, we didn't allow very many points and we, we won, we find ourselves in the finals and, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, yours truly might have uh, indulged a little too much thinking maybe we wouldn't have been in the, uh, in the finals, but uh you know, I was really, it, it was a, it was such a fun day. Uh, and I, I don't admittedly a little disappointed in myself, uh, uh, for, for allowing that, but it really, it, it, it is my favorite memory because of, um, uh, you know, just how that whole day kind of evolved and, and, uh, you know, showing up and thinking it's going to be a fun day. And it was, but, uh, and then ended up next thing, you know, you looked up and you're in the semifinals and you said, well, <laughs> so, uh, that, that would be my best memory though. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. So well, do you have anything else to add before we sign off, Charles? We appreciate you hopping on. No, I, I mean, I, I really appreciate you having me on as well. Uh, you know, I, I thought, uh, haven't seen a couple of the podcasts. Um, I, I saw the Bocce Bella one. I saw the, uh, the, the one with Club Malsani. And, uh, you know, I think we offer, uh, uh, I, I thought I thought we could have offered a, 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 a discussion about our club while kind of introducing the Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce for, and again, you know, uh, not self-promoting, but if, if your your audience is, is open to it and thinks they'd, they'd be interested in it, 100%. I think it'd be a pretty cool episode. Like I said, we could, could even do it down at the club if uh I, I don't expect you guys to travel up for that but that's that's what um, we would want maybe to. we'll all be at the club while we do it yeah. um you know i think that'd be a cool topic so no i mean i i do i do appreciate the time and uh, uh looking forward to the next one and seeing you guys again over the summer and that concludes this episode of the bocce bros podcast thank you charles for joining in we really appreciate it. we can't wait to have you back on as always guys please follow us on social media under the bocce bros take care